And we are super psyched to welcome our newest sponsor, Thunder Road Guitars. Thunder Road Guitars is the Pacific Northwest best source for premium, new, used, and vintage guitars, amplifiers, and pedals. Online or in their Seattle, that's West Seattle, or Portland stores. You'll find fantastic customer service and a terrific vibe. I know because I'm in there a lot. Grab a cup of coffee, swing on in, don't spill your coffee, and check it all out. And now if you use code TOURSTORIES10, you can get 10% off at thunderroadguitars.com. Yes, that's me playing guitar. Hello, big news from our friends over at DistroKid. They now have an app. This app works on iOS and Android, of course. And it's available in the Apple Store and Google Play Stores and all the stores where you buy apps. Go check it out. It's got a lot of cool features. You can upload new releases. You can get notified when you've earned royalties. Awesome. You can withdraw from the app via push notifications. A little dangerous for me, but rad. Anyways, go check it out. It's all at distrokid.com app. And don't forget, you can still get 30% off your DistroKid account by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash tour stories. Have a great one. We would like to celebrate our friends and supporters over at isotope.com. Find makers of audio software for repair, mixing, and mastering. You know their goods. RX-10, Neutron 4, Ozone 11, Nectar 4. Chris and I love them. We use them. And we know you'll love them too. Go to isotope.com and check it all out. And to get your discount, use code FRET10 at checkout. Again, it's I-Z-O-T-O-P-E.com. Please enjoy your day. Lola, Kate, how's it going? Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you uh, identify your voice with your name? Uh, this is Lola. Hi, I'm Kate. <laughs> All right. Memorize those voices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put them to name. Um, how you doing? Good. No, you're doing really good. good. Yeah. We're really cozy yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> really close. <laughs> yeah. You sure are right next to each <laughs> <Yeah>. other. <laughs> Uh, right it's like no it's like it's no big deal <laughs> yeah where are you we're in, we're in harlem at lola's apartment yeah and so lola lives in harlem is that where you live yeah too, Kate? Oh. i live in brooklyn i live in red hook brooklyn oh okay yeah is there a transportation to red hook yet uh, <laughs> nope uh, see I mean, that's so, like a west coast still informed the, joke yeah yeah um that is a west coast informed <laughs> joke and that's pretty cool that you knew that there's still the bus that goes down there it's more frequent uh i like it though i get to touch the water every day and take my dog there it's yeah nice. ikea is ikea over there too yeah i can cool. there's like a there's a whole park over there with, that i take my dog my dog mornings too it's quite fun i think that's where i would try to live if I was going to try to live in New York. Um, so I want to talk about the record, obviously, your new self-titled record, which comes out on Razor and Tape on May 5th. But first, a uh, little bit of background. What's your musical background? How'd you grow up? 
He's a person now, and that's a good thing. Yes. <laughs> so um, my father's actually a musician. So I grew up around a lot of like different music, jazz, classical, um, funk. My mom also had like every CD known to man as well. My father had a lot of records. My mom had a lot of CDs. So I just grew up with a lot of music, even like cultural music, like African music, Nigerian, all types of all types of music. So that's kind of how I, I was raised. And my father always had lessons. So I was constantly seeing him play. He took me to gigs um, when he was in. What did he play? Um, he plays saxophone, bassoon, flute, a little bit of the piano and drums. Yeah. Mm. Tenor and soprano sax. Yeah. So he's, music's been my whole life. Yep. Her dad's, yeah, her dad's like really it. cool. Yeah, he's awesome. He's very cool. <laughs> Shout out to Khalil Curtis. Is he st- <laughs> he's awesome. He's real yeah. nice. Is he still playing? Yeah, he's still playing. He's in a, a band called Reservoir Orchestra. And they also they have okay. shows also. I actually just saw a show of his Saturday. So really Harlem? Sp- no, so I'm from I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, so he's still in Brooklyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. gotcha. How about you, Kate? <laughs> um, I grew up in Ohio to a musical family as well. Both my parents were music teachers. Um, and I always played, like I started taking piano lessons very young and I think that was like required of us since what they did for their occupation. Um, (laughs) I studied classical piano all the way through till college and I always sang in choirs and everything like, um, really enjoyed that dance, singing, dancing and all that stuff. And when I went to college, I initially didn't I wanted to stop doing music because I was like kind of burned out from like classical piano competitions in high school that like I sure, went on. Yeah. It was like really like, you know, where you got to like play your scales and all that stuff. Um, I went to college for fashion design and then I realized that's like not my crowd at all. <laughs> so then I started like getting deeper into music in school and I auditioned for the jazz band singing, which was a oh. really crazy thing for me to do since I wasn't like a music major or anything. And I got it. And I think I pissed a lot of people off, but that's cool. And, <laughs> and then I like, that's when I started like writing, like learning, discovering jazz chords and stuff like that. And then I started, mm-hmm. that's when I started writing my own music when, was when I was singing for um, just singing jazz or, you know, learning to sing jazz really. And how did you, to start working together uh-huh. was it ju- was it just this project or no was it something else we were working with um duran jones and the indications and we were recording I want, was it their sophomore album or their first i think it was their second this, album. their second yeah. album and um mm-hmm. we were doing background vocals and we like hit it off right then and there i hit it off <laughs> we hit it off right then and there and it was um it was magic ever since uh she invited me to a show and then after that we did um another show in industry city and that's that's kind of how we started and then yeah it, it was blossomed. it was like freaking frack yeah as we met. <laughs> just totally like Word. goofy and goofier yeah. <laughs> so yeah and, and not that we don't take our art seriously right. but it just like it, it was good vibes yeah. and that was 2018 and it mm-hmm. was like I felt like when I met Lolo, she came into my life at a time when I was like almost ready to let go of everything in terms of mm-hmm. music. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. The industry was like not, I didn't feel great in it. And then I met Lola and I was like, okay, let's, there's other parts to, you know, there's other people you can work with that are blossoms and they're beautiful flowers. And, they- and when I heard you guys, I yeah. had been like a super fan too. I was like, oh, this music is really dope. So it was really cool when she called for the, like for a first show, I was like, yeah. <laughs> so it was really nice. You know what I mean? So it was cool. 
Sounds like Lola saved the day a little Lola bit. Lola did save the guy. That sounds like a. I'm gonna put them yeah, in a movie t-shirt. or something. <laughs> new merch. Well, I want to say congrats on this new record. It's it's a really fun listen. There's a lot of like little surprises here and there. I, I'm now I feel like it may have to do a little bit with your classical training, but that's just a guess. Um, and to that, it's also cohesive. You know, it it's great. Thank you. So I want to talk about your, your writing process and, and maybe a little bit about the recording. But first, what was the spark to make this record? Where were you when you when you embarked on writing it and recording it? I think the origins of this whole record truly started right in 2018, right after I had released the album Predictions. And I needed mm. to move to Detroit to I needed to like get uh have a a break and like a refresh reset, I guess. Uh, and I moved to Detroit for a year to just step back from New York for a minute. And it was very healthy and also terrifying because I didn't really know anyone. And that's where I wrote bitch don't fucking quit. And I think that that's like the origins of this whole record and saying, don't give up on yourself. Um, and then I came back like late 2019 and then we all started working together, me and Lola and our, our bandmate, Isaac, he's the sax flautist. He's awesome. Awesome. He's great. And so we, 2019, we started getting, we just started going heavy on the demos and then pandemic hit. And then that summer of 2020, the three of us, me, Lola and Isaac, like really, we just like, I think it was just cause there was like, the city was so weird and dark and like, yeah. We just like music is all we got. <laughs> yeah, music was all we had. And I yeah. felt like we just like Yeah, I don't know. I I love those days. They were so magical and they're so weird and like strange and like but it was the only place that we could be where we were like, okay, well, this is what we have to do. Like and so that's where we came. We made how many demos did we make? Mm. So mm, many. So many. <laughs> I remember coming and just listening to them too and just like yeah, it was you made a lot. <laughs> we were in the studio like writing, playing, just experimenting. So it was really, it was a dope experience. And it was great to, I mean, COVID's so bittersweet, but we had the time to do it. So it felt really good. It was like, it's yeah, really nice. And why'd you go back to Detroit? Did, did you, did you live in Detroit? Yeah, I had family from Detroit. Um, and oh, okay. I just like, I was needing a break. I just was at a, I mean, not to like issue a trigger warning or anything, but I was, I was depressed and, and, mentally depleted and I just, I needed to reset my life and, you know, just hang out with family a little bit. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, I'm glad you did. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I'm also glad you wrote this song BDFQ bitch. Don't fucking quit. Uh, I want to <laughs> play it right now. Is that cool? Totally. All right, here it goes.
in the sky We be shooting for success Stayed on our grind And now we be on next From the beginning Always knew that we be winning 795 We are that fucking vibe Hey We take you mano a mano From Montrose to Nassau Up from Queensbridge To the Verrazano So if you chasing the fame Or chasing paper Then be ago i was sitting at my drum set playing that drum beat it's, a killer <laughs> drum beat it's killer but the other thing i love about this uh well who wrote that drum beat that drum beat was written by isaac mills who plays sax and flute and basically every instrument um i remember i remember like getting that beat together it was like he sent me like seven emails of like slight variations of, of the one beat because he's very like He's particular, yeah. He's very, yeah. He's a perfectionist a little but bit. But we, okay. yeah, as soon as we got that, we, we were like, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Thanks. <laughs> what I really love about this is this mantra kind of chorus that yeah, it's just, uh, it's irresistible. I almost have my uh, eight-year-old kid singing it, but nice. I didn't <laughs> let him do it. But as I was saying earlier, what illustrates the surprises on this record is that piano breakdown in the song and it's super moody and uh i'd say it's cinematic it's it's great thank you and then you come back into the uh the chorus again it it really illustrates what the rest of the record is you kind of can throw anything in there and it somehow winds up so cohesive can you tell us a little bit about how you write and or record if that's part of the writing yeah um do you want to start this one off hard question for me to ask um i mean i like to for me i like to get the music first and then i can build Mm. off of that that's kind of like my style of writing i also like collaborative um it it helped working with kate and also aaron fraser like with like lyrics and everything else to see people's input as well um that's kind of how i like to write that's it's like my style yeah i like (laughs) i like writing collaboratively uh as, yeah, like what Lola said, just because you don't know what other perspective might come in. Yeah. Like I had that song Stereo in the Window on the record. Like I, I always, that. and that's her mm-hmm. favorite. That's my favorite. She loves it. But like I, I just had the chords and, and, you know, not much ready for the song. And I'm either like spot on with lyrics or I'm like a dried up desert. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. I'm like, ah, you know, it either comes a lot or it doesn't come at all. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, I don't, I'm just like thinking of this word. I couldn't think of it. And Lola's like stereo. 
Yeah. I just remember him going stereo. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, let's like, you know, and then, and that, and then it came from that. And it had like nothing had to do with a stereo, but she just said that. And I was like, that's felt right. Yeah. <laughs> and then the, and then the alliteration came from there. So I don't really, you know, get well mm-hmm. from there, but. <laughs> and did you ultimately track all these together in one spot in Brooklyn? Yeah, yeah. we went to, we recorded at uh, Strange Weather. And we did some overdubs at Circular Ruin. But yeah, we okay. got it all done in about a week. Just hit it and quit it. <laughs> you worked off the demos and then got in there and tracked them? Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. And then it ended up being it's awesome. even better was, than we thought it yeah. would be. <laughs> it was so fun. <laughs> when you write or when you in, uh, embark on a record, do you give yourself parameters or barriers so you don't do certain things? Or do you do the opposite and leave it? wide open and just see what comes to you i like to leave it wide open because then it, it more ideas come i feel like when it's clo- when it's like so like i got I lack of better words closed in i don't like to have it like you know i like to be flexible you know what i mean um yeah it leaves some more creative ideas for me but i mean whatever whatever the song calls for if it's supposed to be on a certain topic though i like to like stick to it so if we already have like a skeleton then you know maybe we shouldn't go outside the lines but um but yeah, when we're first creating, I like it to be flexible. Who knows what we're going to come up with? Yeah, I I agree. And I, I think the only parameters that I put on myself are like certain words that I like refuse mm-hmm. to use, like yeah, interesting. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. in a song, like there's like some lyrics that I'm like, I won't do that. But that in me, that's like my only, I guess, you know, boundaries in, in terms of that. I prefer it to be really open and even experimental and and freaked out a little bit. And what I like about Good. Kate too <laughs> is that like she she helps me with my writing because I'm very like focused on like gender pronoun like you know what I mean like and a lot of the music doesn't have anything to do with a certain per- it could be anybody you know what I mean so I think that's mm-hmm. a really good strength that I've learned that I've taken away from like writing with you hey. no for real yeah because you know mm-hmm. it's a challenge too so challenge each other right <laughs> yeah. Um, I haven't seen you, but I've heard your shows are super fun. What's your instrumentation when you play? So it's myself. This is Kate. Um, <laughs> it's me on Rhodes and synth and vocals. Lola on vocals and percussion. Isaac on every instrument in the world. Right. Isaac mm-hmm. plays sax, flute, berry sax. There's a bunch of synths. He plays everything. Um, then we have Kaito Sanchez on drums and then Andrew Raposo on bass. So we have a five piece. Sometimes we'll bring up another person um, to do maybe a little bit extra, like a third harmony and percussion. But we, we've stuck to the five piece for the last four, five years now. Oh, and it's yeah. been really, it really works. That's, it works. Yeah. yeah. That explains because this kind of music I, not that it's one kind of music but you know there's some disco and and dance stuff i would say uh that i always think works best with a good live band it just does yeah, yeah. also in my opinion the smaller club the better a big band playing cool dance stuff in a teeny place is like unbeatable i think yeah it's dope sweaty yeah, yeah right <laughs> time to sweat right <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Low ceilings, sweat. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so do you have uh any plans to hit the road? Yeah. We're going to- <laughs> <I'm> sorry. 
<laughs> we um <laughs> we go on tour in, in two weeks. Um and yeah, we're really excited about it. It's gonna be like our first kickoff tour um for this album. So it's gonna be pretty dope. We're hitting Seattle, San Francisco, San Francisco LA. and LA. Yeah. And then we, and then we come back right. and do um a Brooklyn show at Brooklyn Made. So it's gonna be pretty cool. All right. Yeah. I'll be at the Seattle show. Nice. But I should be. May eighth. Yeah. Hell yeah. We'll put you on the list. And if the room's too big, I'm going to make it smaller. Before it's over. You oh, you're going to like it. It's a smaller room. It's, we're playing Madame Luz. Oh, that place is fun. Yeah, there you go. It's, it's going to sound good. Neons. I've heard awesome. it's good. Yeah. Okay, well, um, again, congrats on this record. It's killer. And I uh, can't wait to see you live. When you get out there, travel safe. Oh. Definitely. Big time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. See you soon. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye.